0: The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas on. Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked team every day. Locked on. Locked, locked on. Locked on. Locked on, Cowboys. locked on. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Lana McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys Podcast. lana how you doing today, sir?
0: Just another Wednesday. We're just trying to count down the days to the draft. Uh, trying to grind away on some tape on some of these guys to, to just to kind of get a feel for who they could, the Cowboys could be picking. So, uh, you know, just counting down days at this point. And unfortunately, uh, we still have another two and a half weeks. Or yeah, a week, two weeks. two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. So yeah, still a I'm little ways like, ago.
1: I'm in like catch up mode right now. I'm I'm watching all these day two and day three prospects and anybody that I see linked to Dallas in a mock draft yeah. um, Quickly trying to pull up the film because the worst thing in the world, Landon, is we get to the draft and the Cowboys pick somebody who you haven't seen yet. And it's like, it's it's the worst stress that you'll ever have. So (laughs) uh, today we are actually going to talk about some round one players that the Cowboys could potentially be interested in. Or at least we think round one players. Uh, We're actually going to talk about three linebackers specifically. I want to start with Micah Parsons. He's actually a player that we haven't talked about a lot yet in this podcast, Landon. He is somebody who, if you look at big boards, you know around Twitter and you know through the media, a lot of times you'll see Michael Parsons as a top ten, top twelve player, and even sometimes the you know the highest rated defensive player. Uh, what about his fit for the Cowboys at number ten? What did you see from Parsons on tape?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's easy to see. Just, I mean, really, you could look at his testing numbers alone. It's easy to see why he's being considered, uh, you know, one of these kind of top athletes. He has incredibly rare uh, athleticism. Mm -hmm. Um, He uh, clearly uh, came into uh, Penn State as as a very highly uh, touted recruit. Uh, he's a very versatile athlete, can do a lot of different things, can run and chase. Uh, uh, you know, he, he is a very good blitzer. He's good at moving forward. Uh, you know, Penn State, like I, I put in my notes, Penn State has is known for having incredible athletes. I mean, all you have to do is look at their defensive end who ran a 4-3-6 to know that. Uh, and, and he stands out when he's playing. Like he looks like he's moving at a different speed than a lot of these guys. Uh, he's very powerfully built. Uh, so he's able to sustain blows I and mean, he's i think he's 240 plus when, when you talk about modern linebackers that are running fourth sub 440s four, four, you know being 240 plus is 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 a good size uh, i just think that it feels like his motor runs kind of hot and cold at times um and he he clearly is not like the type of linebacker he's not like the sean lee type that is uh you know the general of the defense necessarily i think he's still kind of learning the position well yeah um, he was a
1: he was a high school defensive end so he's only played it for what, two years and then he opted out so two you know years at linebacker total in his career
0: yeah and he plays like it you know he yeah. looks like he, he's not necessarily super instinctual Uh, and, and, and really, you know, I think the thing about him that, uh, you would hope that would be a a big selling point for a guy with this kind of athleticism would be his coverage ability. And I just didn't see a ton of it. You know, I just, well, just because he doesn't
1: do it. Right. I mean, the Penn state really didn't put him in a position at all to cover.
0: Which is, you know, th- that's a little scary. I mean, because uh, really, all that athleticism is valuable. I guess when you're being a run and chase linebacker, but if if we if I can't see you in coverage, I mean, that's a major part of your job when you're an NFL linebacker now. Just mm-hmm. the way the game is going, uh, where does he win? He's obviously the versatile athleticism in an NFL linebacker body. I mean, I think you can kind of develop him in a multiple in a multiple different ways and, and kind of get a, a very good linebacker out of him if if, you, if he can develop. Uh, but my unanswered questions is that you know he's very raw and needs a lot of hard work to to you know develop what is clearly an amazing you know set of natural skills. Does he have the maturity to kind of make the most of them? Uh, it, it feels. I mean, you know, we've heard rumors and of, of, of off-field stuff, and 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 you know there may be some uh, personal connections there with some people, and uh, I, I think that you know the, the issue I have is that he's not a a. Uh, a complete project yet. Like he's very much a toolsy type player that you want to develop. I think you could put him on a field and he could be a starter for you just because he's an incredible athlete yes. and he yes. can get by. Uh, but if you're trying to like see where he's going to, you know, if you're trying to project him forward and you're drafting him, projecting him with the idea that you're going to get him to this incredibly high ceiling you really need to make we people need to make sure that they understand that this player has the you know, the kind of capacity to do that or the will to do that because there is still a ton of holes in his game. and And if you're not, if you just plug him in the way he is right now, uh, he he can he could be exposed if, if he doesn't work on kind of cleaning up some of his technique things and, and getting a little bit better uh, instinctually as a linebacker and just you know some technique stuff as far yeah. even just like working through traffic and and that sort of thing like he 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 could stand to use a lot of cleanup in his technique and and that's a little scary when you're talking about, you know, taking somebody, you you probably have to take him at the 10th pick. Like, I don't think a guy like this is falling to 44, even with how people are kind of, you know, souring on him a little bit. I I just don't see him falling that far.
1: Yeah. To compare him to a player that we saw last year. I think I I know a lot of people want to say he's the next Devin white or, you know, Roquan Smith. And I I don't see that. What I see, Landon is, basically a better version of Kenneth Murray, who went, what, 22, 23 okay. last year, right? Like yeah. somebody, if they're coming downhill and attacking the line of scrimmage and attacking ball carriers, I think they're fantastic in that role. And that's why I think in the most ideal scheme for him, he's in a Pittsburgh-style you know, style defense or Baltimore where these linebackers on every snap are coming downhill and just creating havoc. And truthfully yeah. – Maybe the role that we've seen Jalen play over the last—I was of
0: just going to say, prior. yeah. I mean, he reminds me of a lot of Jalen in some ways. Uh, not as much as somebody else that we're going to talk about, but uh, I, I think I think in that sense, right now, as far as like mm-hmm. if you were trying to use him you know, directly into this defense this way. Like I think anything that involves him moving forward, attacking the line of scrimmage is something that he's going to be more yes. comfortable doing right away. And he's a phenomenal blitzer.
1: And I think if yeah. he goes to a scheme like that, I could easily see an all pro player. Like he's got that kind of potential. My Absolutely. fear is Landon, you put him in a cover three defense where 80% of the time, he's just going to be dropping backwards, and he's yeah. going to be asked to to read You know what's what's in front of him, and he's going to have be asked to cover and drop 20, 30 yards back into coverage. I, I just don't know if you're getting the most bang for your buck here. I, I, I think it's a lot of projection, and maybe he can do it because he is so athletic and he's so new to the position. It just feels like a reach at 10 and even at like 15, 16, 17, I feel like that's a little bit rich as well. So ultimately, where did you kind of land on Michael Parsons as a player? Like where would you grade him in this draft?
0: Yeah. You know, I don't usually slot guys like by, by round so much. Uh, You know, I'll do like a, like a horizontal chart and basically put them where I would feel comfortable based on where my notes are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just looking at, you know, my notes, I mean, these are similar to what I would see with other kind of mid first round late, first round type players i mean he has holes to his game that's why he's not in my opinion a, a top 10 uh linebacker but his upside is uh uh, uh you know immense I, I think there are there are lots of scouts and teams that you know put a volatility rating on, mm-hmm. on their on their scouting reports if i were to put a volatility uh rating on this guy it would be very high because i think his 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 floor could be out of the league in two years his ceiling could be the best defensive player in football in two years i i i i mean i think it's any seriously anywhere in between there.
1: yeah Uh, i agree he's a a really fascinating prospect do you think he's somebody the cowboys will have interest in at not at
0: 10 i can't imagine i mean i i I, at least i hope i mean if, if they take him at 10 we're going to need to hear a lot of explanation as to what exactly his, his, the plan is for him. Because I I think if if you're drafting a guy, if you're drafting this guy in the first round, no matter who you are, what, what pick it is, I I would love to hear exactly what your plan is uh, for him, because I think that's really going to dictate exactly what his success rate is going to be in his rookie year.
1: All right, let's take a break so I can tell you guys about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action Right before we jumped on the show, Lena and I actually went and placed a bet on Bet Online. Uh, Matt Uh-oh. Stafford, fourteen to one to win MVP this year. Uh, those wow. odds are all available on uh, Bet Online. Uh, football might be over, but we do have college. Uh, we have NBA. We've got MLB. We've got NHL, and NFL dra- draft bets are available now as well. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure you, you use that promo code locked LOCKEDON, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: I'm gonna to have to make sure my wife uh, does some betting on Real Housewives of Atlanta. If that's a category, <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some money.
1: Absolutely, there you go. Let's do it. Um, I want to talk about a another linebacker. And this one is very different than Micah Parsons, and that's Zavian Collins uh, from Tulsa. It's somebody who we've actually been talking about since about December, Landon. Yeah. Uh, we actually know for certain the Cowboys it's have a first round grade on Zaving Collins, which. That's interesting because typically we don't know where these guys are, you know, slotted and ranked before the draft. But
0: Dallas does. Before like, the draft, we, we we don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. After, we the draft. After the draft, I, we usually find out. Yeah.
1: I'm going to ask you, do you have a first round grade on Zayvon Collins? And what did you see from the tape?
0: Yeah, I love Zaven Collins. I mean, I think he's uh, he's my number one linebacker that I've seen. So OK, far this there year. you go. Uh, you know, just because I'm not exactly considering J.O.K. to be a line, a full linebacker. You know, I think he's more of a kind of a, a defensive weapon safety, I, you know, the key on the role. So yeah. Zaven yeah. Collins to me, you know, uh, just a couple. Obviously, we've heard the numbers on on what si- the sizes on this guy. He's 6047, 259, 33 and 5 eighths arms, uh, 80 plus inch wingspan, uh, you know, ran a, a 163 10 yard split, uh, which is, you know, at 259 pounds is pretty good. Uh, and, and, you know, has some good, some good decent change of, of, of ability, a change of direction ability, ran a 436 uh, short shuttle, which, again, at 260 pounds is not mm-hmm. bad. Uh, some notes from SIS. He was number one in the class in sacks per game. He was at <laughs> 0.5 uh, sacks per game. He's number two in the class in pressures per game with 1.8, number one in the class in tackles for loss per game with 1.6 three point four yards per target in in coverage yeah and that's crazy right there. That, 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 and, the, and honestly that's the strength of his yes. game to, to a large degree is you, you see a lot of these bigger linebackers and they come in and you you bring them in for run for their run defense and you bring them in because they are dominant run players that can shut down a run game if anything, I think the run game is maybe a, a, a weak spot for, for Zayvon Collins. Not like a weakness. weakness. But, I mean, the thing that you're drafting Zayvon Collins for is that he is an incredible coverage player. He has movement skills mm-hmm. at 259 uh, pounds that are absolutely bonkers to the point where these other two linebackers that w- we're going to talk about, and we talked about Parsons a little bit, we'll talk about Jamin Davis, they can't compare as coverage guys to Zayvon Collins, and they are – you know upwards sometimes 20 pounds lighter than he is Uh, he's just very just very fluid can really run for a a big guy when when he opens it up he could really really run uh fast i love the way he uh uh, doesn't have a problem even though he's a uh, uh, not an excellent run defender the way that you would imagine a guy his size he has no problem using his size mixing it up inside um you, you don't see him in man coverage or at least i didn't see him very much in man coverage not very often lots, lots of drop more,
1: zone stuff yep.
0: yeah yeah, m- lots of spot drops but he's very good at that he has yes, great he instincts his his reactive athleticism is unbelievable for a guy his size like that's the thing that's just crazy he has really good hand-eye coordination um, you know, I, I, think his eye discipline is where he can get into trouble, especially that's, that's, that's his issue in the run game. I think sometimes is that, uh, you know, out of alignment, assignment keys and execute, I think keys is the, is the, is the aspect where he is probably struggling the most. Uh, I, I when I was watching him, I kept on thinking this guy is very Belcheckian, right? Like mm-hmm. he is a, 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 a pa- Patriots defender all the way, smart, tough, versatile and can do a bit of everything. Uh, I think his best position is probably at, at Mike or Sam, where he can you know kind of come down and r- rush the passer and also be uh, you know cover tight ends and then do spot drops. Where does he win? He's a coverage linebacker with a super sized body, uh, and, and my unanswered questions is you know, the question that we've been having this whole time, I love him. Let's get him on the team, but where does he fit in Dallas's situation? You know, Dallas mm. needs kind of a speed injection in their linebacker core. They have two guys that are similar to Zayvon, uh right now. Uh, this guy may be better than those guys, but but you have two of those guys kind of already. Uh, how, how exactly does he fit? If, if the Cowboys have a, have an answer for that, pull the trigger on this guy i I love him i i I don't know that i'd take him at 10 but i certainly don't necessarily have an issue with them trading up to go get him in the first round if they really really love him
1: i have so many thoughts in saving collins that i'm probably going to stumble over myself because wow because he's just he's such a fun player like especially if you go back and look at his background like let's start from high school landon yeah he really didn't play football much growing up. He was actually in gymnastics and he was like fantastic in gymnastics. And then he, when he got into high school, uh, he became a starting quarterback and a starting safety. In his senior year in high school, he led his uh, high school to a 14 0 record and a championship. Uh, playing quarterback i think he scored 50 touchdowns something absurd he was also like a state champion in track uh doing some long distance running uh some 40 or some 100 meter sprints he also had like a 4.0 uh gpa incredibly smart uh plays a bunch of different positions coming into to college football yep. finally finds a home at linebacker and dominant right i mean he was the what the nagursky uh, trophy winner. Uh, this year uh, was super productive. He led his team in tackles for loss, sacks, uh, interceptions, forced fumbles. Uh, he was the AAC defensive player of the year. Uh, there's just so many like little background nuggets about him that I love. I do agree with you about the run defense part. That's just not a strength. And actually the way that I would say it, it's, he plays the run a little bit like Leighton Vander Esch where like if, if he just wants to run and attack the football, he's good. Right. Yeah. Taking on blocks and stuff is where he needs to get better. He needs to, he needs to have better instincts and he just needs to be more physical. He's he's just not a physical player yet. Um, But you're drafting him because he can cover and he can blitz like his ability to like come off the edge and bend around the edge is incredible. And I think that's, what's so intriguing about him. The guy that I've been comping to him for a while is dante hightower and i think he can have that yeah. kind of impact in the nfl do you pick that player at 10 I, I don't think so but if he gets outside the top 20s what i'm starting to call about Xavier collins because i think he's a pretty special player where does he fit in this defense though is he weak side linebacker is he a middle linebacker or is he just a positionless player
0: I I mean I I have to think that you play him like on at Sam or Mike you know on early downs and then he's like he could I mean he could do a lot of different things for you could be a defensive uh, pass rusher for you a DPR Absolutely. yeah he could he could play on the edge so I think you could use him um, for a, a lot of of different roles as needed I just think that. Y- you know with the Cowboys current linebacker situation you need to have a very well-defined role for him if you're going to go in and like especially if you're going to trade up to draft him right
1: uh so my question to you is we've heard some rumors that Dan Quinn likes the idea of potentially playing Leighton Van and saving Collins together basically having two 260 pound (laughs) linebackers can you do that in today's NFL
0: yeah, I think you can. I mean, in dr- drop uh, in drop zone systems, you know, you have two guys with huge wingspans. It takes away windows. and makes the the throws a little bit more difficult, especially on some of the slants. I mean, look here's what here's what you worry, right? Like, let's say they draft Sertan at ten, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now you've got Trayvon Diggs and Sertan. Uh, I think you know one of the areas that you're you're concerned about if you've got that. I think you know, the, the generic fan is going to tell you that th- there's issues over the top, but I think that these guys are good at staying on players over the top, especially with if they have a, a decent free safety. Where I worry about is getting slanted to death uh, yeah. and these guys getting inside. And I think when you have two 260-pound linebackers with big wingspans, uh, it 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 closes that window or it makes makes that window smaller and it certainly makes the the wide receiver think twice about trying to alligator arm whether he wants to alligator yeah. arm those those yeah. catches as they get inside because he's got a big man moving quickly and meanly towards him so uh, i think that there's lots of value here uh, i think you can make the I, I, it's it's a lot easier for me to be making the argument i think that you you need linebackers and, and that these kind of linebackers in the modern NFL because they translate in the past game a lot easier than you think yes, they do yes. and because you know when there's nickel packages uh you're not suddenly at a huge liability for the run these guys are bigger guys you know we we have said that neither one of these guys are ex- excellent at taking on blocks but they're big enough that they're not going to necessarily get blown away and that yes. they can you know still manage to fill their gap if if they're trying to defend the run in a nickel uh formation so yeah i think these guys are important to have on your team. Uh, it's important to have the kind of bigger, rangier linebackers who can close down windows in these kind of drop zones uh, systems. Uh, again, the question now becomes who's the odd man out at linebacker? Because it's seemingly you have four guys if you draft Saban Collins, uh, if you're including uh, uh, Keanu Neal uh, as, as probably, part of that package.
1: The answer is probably whoever's not healthy, right? I mean, probably. to be honest, these guys
0: have some
1: of them have really struggled to stay healthy so with this being a 17 game schedule i guess i just don't worry about it as much anymore Landon, yeah like, that's that's fair just that's fair get three or four that you really trust and go out there and play uh, last question on calls before we move on who is better in coverage, Collins or Jeremiah Wusu koromora They're different types of coverage, I think, right? I,
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think if you're telling me, to, asking me to drop zone a guy and and just be a big athlete in the middle of a zone to, to shut down passing lanes, I probably want uh uh David Collins. If you're asking me to cover, if you're asking me to cover a running back out of the backfield, I agree. Uh, I you think that's where J. I would take JOK.
1: I agree. Uh, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar right now on the market. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off your first box. Again, that is BiltBar.com. All right, Landon. Let's talk about one more linebacker guy that's really kind of risen up the draft boards quite a bit over the last month, and that is Jamin Davis from Kentucky. Uh, tested as an absolutely insane athlete at his pro day, six foot three and a half, 234 pounds. Ran a four-four-seven, had a forty-two-inch vertical and eleven-foot broad jump. Just, just a fantastic athlete. Does the tape match the athleticism?
0: The tape's good, you know. Uh I I, I, w- I really like this kid a lot. Uh uh you mentioned some of the athleticism. He's like 6'3" plus 234, uh 33-inch arms, 447 like you mentioned a 153 10-yard split. That's really really good with an 11-foot broad jump and 42-inch vertical. So what that tells me and what his game, you know, th- th- confirms, he is very sh- explosive. Like yes. once he sees it, he goes and it's and it's, he bursts out of the out of this uh stance really quickly he's got good height he's got long arms a little bit light in the upper body he's a little bit slight up top uh he's good mover has multiple gears to get the job done including opening it up and running close to stride to stride for kyle pitts i don't know if you know we saw that kind of where he, he got he, yeah. he looked awkward but he was there stride for stride with kyle pitts all the way up on that on that over route versus florida uh you know, this could be a, to- a coaching technique thing. I, I don't really know with Kentucky, but it does appear like there's a lot more block evasion than there yep. is a uh, uh, stack and shed. He, he does seem to kind of dip around, and he's good at it. He doesn't have, really have a problem it. with it. Uh, but that is kind of the methodology he's using to get clean, uh, which is actually what you know we we had a similar conversation if you remember with about Leighton Vanderesh, and, mm-hmm. and it turned out that Van Der Esch had a, a similar kind of that was what he was taught. So, uh, but again, like Land Van Der Esch, Van has struggled to kind of do that in the pros. So that is something to keep in mind. It it may not be something to hold against him, but at the same time, if he hasn't been taught it, that's something that he still needs to learn in the NFL. Um, I think the issue I had with him is with misdirection and keeping contained. Um, I I think he he combats his agility woes with patient eyes. Uh, I think the way he plays the game is similar to Jalen. In a lot of ways, because both of these guys—and I don't know if you notice this—both of these guys struggle to change direction. Yeah, they, the yeah. the athleticism that he has does not translate to his change of direction skills, it, in, in my opinion. Um, like he has kind of a little bit of a hitch when he's trying to, you know, move from one way to the other. So what you see him doing to combat that is. He, he slow plays everything. He right. doesn't, he, he right. makes sure that he really reads his cues fully before he uh, uh, pulls the trigger. And then once he pulls the trigger, he's gone. He's not changing direction again. Like he, he'll get caught up in the wash. Uh, if, if a running back cuts it back, he'll be probably be able to get back on the outside of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something to keep in mind is that, um, I think he's good, and in, 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 in that also translates to his coverage ability, right? I think he's good in um, in drop zone areas where he's able to have some reactive athleticism. He's allowed uh, to let his eyes kind of dissect what's happening in front of them and then, boom, fire off to where the ball carrier is or where he needs to go to, to react to the ball. Uh, but I think if you're asking him to play a bunch of man coverage where he's having to have loose hips, uh, especially against someone that isn't a tight end, uh, I don't know that that's going to be his best strength. Um, I I put down where does he win, his straight line explosion. I mean, I think as a run and chase linebacker, if he's kept clean, uh, he is going to have a ton of tackles. Uh, I think he uh, is a guy that can be a really good uh, blitzer too because of that kind of yes. explosiveness yep. in one direction. Uh, but I, I think a lot of the same things that we – see people complain about with Jalen Smith are some of the issues that this guy is going to run into as well, where if he's asked to be uh, uh, in man coverage on an Island, he's going to struggle. If he's asked to uh, quickly read cues and then uh, react to misdirection, I don't think he can do that as well. Um, so I, I think that's where he's at. I I, I I think he is a first round linebacker. I just that, that athleticism and that ability to kind of it's rare. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's rare. And, and the other thing too, is that he's very young at the position yeah. he hasn't been, he He doesn't started a ton of games, Um, so I think there is some upside there to kind of learn and develop. Um, but I do think that, you know, he is going to need to play kind of in a similar role that you see, like a will linebacker version of, of Jalen Smith, you know, where yes. he, he needs some coverage. He needs some, some time up front. He needs people to occupy blockers so that he can fully read his cues and his keys and then fire off and, and go make a tackle. There's a lot to like. I just wish he was a tad more flexible and
1: could really, you know, shift his weight and change directions better because if he could do that, He's like your prototypical will linebacker in today's NFL, right? I just have some concerns about him playing in space. We know he's athletic, yep. but can you, you know, throttle down and make tackles in space? It's my—it's really my only big concern. But let's let's rank these three linebackers as they relate to the Cowboys and how we think they'd fit. Uh, I'll go first line, and I think to me it's Xavier Collins, and then I think it's probably. Jamin Davis, and I think it's Micah Parsons. I, I know Parsons is maybe more talented than those other two, but I just have more questions about the fit with the Cowboys. How would you rank these three guys?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably how I would have them. I, I think Micah and Jamin are very close, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I do think it might be about flavors of ice cream there and about how you plan on using these guys. Um, so, yeah, I would probably – I mean, just to make it interesting I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and put Micah in front of Jamin, but i I think those two guys' tags are touching. They're very close, uh, and I think Zaven is uh, you know a run or two above them. So we've already talked
1: about that. I think both you and I would be in favor of the Cowboys maybe going up and getting Zavin if they you know coming from forty four into maybe the back end of the first round. Do you feel the same about Jamin Davis? Like would you be willing to be aggressive in going to get him?
0: I don't know. You know, I, I've been thinking about that a lot and uh, you know, Micah is uh, to me, I think I'll let somebody else deal with, with that. Okay. Uh, with, with Jamin. I don't, I think before I went back and rewatched him, I was a lot more open to it, but now that I've kind of watched him a little bit more, um, I just have concerns. I mean, again, it's it's not dissimilar to Zaven, where it's like, how different is this guy than what you already have? I think the difference is, is that to me, Zaven is a rare player. Yeah, like I just don't think that you 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 find that sort of athleticism and that sort of body uh, at all very often. So, uh, I I I I all in on trading for Zaven Collins. I think depending on where you know, obviously depending on where they trade and what what they give up, but I think for Jamin. I probably would just wait, you know, and 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 maybe it, 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 if the cost is the same or, you know, if, if the cost is a lot to move up, I probably would wait to see if Bill Cox falls to me or, or someone like that who I think, or you know, maybe. Goals. And there's more yeah, linebackers th- than day there two. There are more linebackers. So I guess that's the thing is that it's like the linebacker yeah. class is not terrible. And, and, and in general, you can find linebackers later in the draft. If I'm taking a guy in the first round, I want him to be special. Um, yes. I think that Jamin Davis – And Micah Parsons are special in in their own ways, but Zayvon Collins to me is rare and a fit for what what I'm trying to do. Uh, So that's why I'm willing to pay the extra money to go up and get him.
1: I would agree. I'm not giving up multiple picks to go get Jamin Davis, but if he falls to me at 44, I'm absolutely thrilled. Running. I'm running. running. (laughs) Collins is a guy that, yeah, I I think as soon as we get into the 20s, Landon, we're going to start to monitor, you know, maybe the Cowboys potentially trading up knowing that, the team likes him. They've got a first-round grade. There's a need there. Uh somebody that we'll have to keep you know keep an eye on during the first round of the draft. Let,
0: let, let me ask you real quick, Marcus, have you ever seen I, I was trying to think about this. Have you ever seen anybody that the Cowboys have so obviously projected that they liked before uh, uh you know a pick like this, especially for a guy that isn't you mm-hmm. know necessarily One. going to be their first pick? You know? uh, I, I don't
1: know about what, not first pick, but I mean the the only guy that comes to mind is Leighton Vanderash, right? Like it seemed like at this point in the 2000 was that 18 draft, we kind of knew like if, if they Van started Resch, talking
0: about it, yeah, yeah if Vanderash was there,
1: that's the pick, right? It almost doesn't matter who else is there. That's that's the only one that I can I can really think of right now. But it's, it's very interesting. Maybe it's still. Rare. Uh, Maybe, maybe a sleeper candidate for the Cowboys at number 10. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just putting it out there. It's a little rich. It's it's certainly a little rich. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cowboys please subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, We're trying to build that channel. If you want a chance to win a free Cowboys jersey of their top pick in this draft, send us a screenshot of you subscribing to the channel and you'll be entered into a contest to win that free jersey. Uh, You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.